Welcome to another tale from George's Pocketbook. George is a frontline UK response officer dedicated to fighting crime, resolving family disputes in minutes that have taken years to break down and getting in the faces of the social underclass. All events are real and names and places have been changed to protect the innocent, not so innocent and plain stupid. The radio telephone, or RT car, tends to be the flagship on a borough, and the crew of the car are therefore looked upon to provide the lead in pretty much any day-to-day incidents that don't need a supervisor. The driver of the RT car is also the most highly qualified driver on the borough, having attended and passed the four-week advanced driving course, including pursuit management. As such, the driver is usually the oldest and most experienced PC on the team. Obviously, this means that it's an honour, no a privilege, for a lowly probationary constable to be allowed to act as the radio operator on the RT car. There is, however, a price to be paid for such a privilege. The operator must ensure that the car is cleaned, both inside and out, fit to be seen in public. The operator must carry out the car's daily inspection, making sure that all the fluids are correctly filled, that the wipers work. The warning equipment, including blue lights and sirens, work. The tyres must be inflated to the correct pressure and have no damage or visible sign of wear. The headlights, side lights, tail lights, brake lights, reversing lights and indicator lights must all be working and bulbs replaced if it needs be. Finally, the operator must ensure that the driver has a cup of coffee with milk and one sugar before he's expected to move the RT car from the rear yard of the police station. One of George's probationers, John, was posted to the exalted duty of radio operator on the RT car for a gruelling four weeks and had just about come to grips with all of his responsibilities. On his final day, however, disaster struck. He had done all the checks and washed and polished the car to a dazzling shine before trudging wearily upstairs to make his driver's coffee, before sitting obediently and politely listening for about an hour to all the stories about how the job used to be in the old days. Eventually John and his driver made their way downstairs and climbed into the RT car. The driver inserted the key into the ignition and turned it. Nothing. He took the key out again and reinserted it and turned it again. But there was silence not even the click of a relay. The driver turned to John and looked at him for a moment before saying, When you checked the lights, did you turn them off afterwards? John was horror-struck. His eyes widened in panic as he leapt out of the car and frantically opened the bonnet to check the engine was still there. It was, but it was dead. He immediately called the control room on his personal radio asking that they call for a traffic unit to see if any jump leads are available. Sadly, due to health and safety restrictions banning the untrained use of jump leads, none were available. Next, he turned to his driver and almost pleading said, I'll push you. You can bump start it, can't you? His driver, now slightly amused by John's desperation to make the most of his last day's posting to the RT car, was tempted to let him try pushing the car. However, a tiny shred of decency stopped him and forced him to point out to John that the RT car is the only car on the division's fleet with an automatic gearbox. You can't bump start it. Utterly frantic now, John was almost running in circles around the car when he suddenly stopped and cried, 
I've got it, before disappearing back into the police station, then moments later reappearing in the yard and tearing off through the gate towards the nearby petrol station. A few minutes had passed when John returned with a triumphant grin plastered on his face. In his hands he was carrying his trophy, a set of jump leads. The young officer was so intent on spending every possible moment in the big car that he'd bought a set of jump leads out of his own pocket and was now hooking them to his own car to restart the RT car. When George was later told the story, he paused a moment before replying, When was the last time you were so keen to get out there and do your job that you did something like that? <laughs> <laughs>